0: Chapter 3. The Rockets' Red Glare Most Americans know of the Revolutionary War. It began in 1775 as the American colonies went to war with Great Britain to gain their freedom. The Peace Treaty was finally signed in 1783 and the United States of America was born. The War of 1812 is not as famous as the Revolutionary War. Still, many remember the War of 1812 as the Second War of Independence. It ushered in a new sense of national unity and pride. It brought several generals to the forefront, including Andrew Jackson, Winfield Scott, and Jacob Brown. No less than four men rose to prominence and ultimately to the presidency. Andrew Jackson, John Quincy Adams, James Monroe, and William Henry Harrison. George Washington, the first U.S. president, warned Americans about getting into other nations' disagreements. However, when Great Britain went to war against France and their new leader Napoleon, the British and the French made it very difficult to stay out of the conflict. Young America enjoyed trade with both countries. Wanting to cut off supplies en route to the enemy, each side tried to block the U.S. from trading with the other, so Great Britain forced ships that traded with France to pay fees. France ordered all ships not to stop at any British ports. So, America was in an awful position. In addition to this, Great Britain began an unfair practice called impressment in which the British would capture U.S. ships and force American sailors to work on the British ships. In 1807, U.S. President Thomas Jefferson supported the Embargo Act, which stopped trade between the United States and other countries. However, this really hurt American businesses. This continued until 1810 when Congress ended the Embargo Act. However, the United States decided to choose between the two countries, Great Britain and France. Because Napoleon pretended he would cooperate, the United States chose to deal with France and not with Great Britain. Ultimately, war seemed like the only option to the new U.S. President, James Madison. On June 18, 1812, the U.S. Congress declared war on Great Britain. At that time, Great Britain was a far more powerful nation with the greatest navy in the world. The United States had very little money, a small army, a small navy, and only a few trained officers. To make matters worse, New England, the richest section of the United States, refused to help and didn't send any money or soldiers. Great Britain's forces were divided between the U.S. war and the ongoing war with France. As the war went on, both Great Britain and the United States won some battles and lost others. In 1814, the British invaded Washington, D.C. and set fire to the Capitol, the White House, the Treasury Building, and the Library of Congress. Then, the troops headed to Baltimore. U.S. General Samuel Smith led citizens to pull together and dig trenches for cannon guns. He also told ship owners to sink their ships in the Baltimore Harbor. The British ships were not able to enter the port of Baltimore because it was blocked by the sunken ships. Fort McHenry guarded the Baltimore Harbor. A giant American flag flew above the five-sided fort. When the British arrived, an American truce ship was in the harbor. That ship was where talks with the British took place. An American lawyer... Francis Scott Key was on that ship. As he was a prominent attorney, U.S. officials had asked Key to secure the release of physician Dr. William Beans, who had been taken prisoner by the British. British ships, unable to enter the harbor, fired on the fort for 25 hours. U.S. soldiers fought back. Key watched the whole battle from the truce ship.